I'm Chalanga. I'm Dylan. And this is the C&D NBA show. Dylan, we're back, baby. And we back, and we back, and we back, and we back. We did not record a midweek podcast last week. We just put out some bonus content because we were so tired from our 100th episode. We needed a whole week of rest. Really, we were so tired from like the ninth loss in a row. Oh, my God. That Charlotte loss took it out of me, my dude. So pathetic. So pathetic. Did they lose by 40? If not 40, it was close to 40. Like <laughs> it was it was more than 40 and then they they brought it down. I feel like they brought it under 20 by the end. I don't know. I I like I didn't turn it off. I watched every second of that game, but my eyes kind of glazed over. Oh, it ended it up was... being 33. Oof. That's bad. That's bad. It was, I feel like it was I feel like in the fourth they, they got it under 20 at some point, but it was just like it, it was garbage time from the half, so mm-hmm. <laughs> who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I everyone looked bad in that game. There was there was no good things about that game. It fucking sucked. So we're back. It's All Star Sunday. We'll be recording. It's All Star Monday by the time this podcast comes out. And Dylan and I hate the All Star game, especially the COVID All Star game. This shit sucks. Yeah, I usually watch, but I'm not watching shit. So if you want all-star takes, turn off the podcast, go over to like Jalen Jacoby or Stephen A. fucking Smith. I don't know. Yeah. All these podcasts all week, every basketball podcast I listened to did an all-star team draft. I was like, oh my God, this is the most boring thing you could possibly do. Like who, who cares about that? Who, who fucking cares about the draft? Chilenga, I listened to one of those, and then I stopped listening to NBA podcasts this week. I'm on a boycott yeah, of NBA it. for the week. I <laughs> decided I wasn't going to write an article, and then I ended up writing an article anyway, but it, that's because it was wicked and radical and awesome. But um, I will say, though, LeBron did kick Katie's ass <laughs> at drafting. Oh, it was really? Like, at- it's pretty incredible. I mean, it's clear KD plays a lot of 2K, and LeBron does not, based on their picks. And Katie also had the disadvantage of having to pick uh, Kyrie <laughs> out of the starters, which, you know, he's the sucks. worst starter. Yeah, <laughs> I think he shouldn't have been a starter, but, you know, whatever. Anyway, we're going to get rolling here uh, and we're going to do that by talking about some real stupid news. Dylan, Blake Griffin finally agreed to a buyout with the Detroit Pistons. He gave up. million of his like 75 million owed, uh, (laughs) which seems like a a raw deal for uh, the Pistons because that's a lot of money to pay out. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. It's a lot of money, but, but Uh, they're going to be, they're going to be better. I think they're going to be better without him. Well, I mean, he hasn't played for like a week and a half and they've been bad, but I, I don't think that they are any, worst without him for sure i think if there's and anything he's that's on making the court. Them worse right right if there's anything that makes it worse it's it's dennis smith jr starting at point guard i think that is the, <laughs> that might be the thing that's making them worse oh. um but after being released blake griffin signed with the brooklyn nets which i think you called er- earlier and i was like I-, I don't know i don't know if he like really fits in with those cool guys but you were right you got it Hey, he's a cool guy. That's the, the problem is, is that like Katie is just as cool as Blake Griffin. You know, Katie is so cool. He goes on the Bill Simmons podcast, just like Blake Griffin goes to the comedy store. 
they're like just as cool as each other in the exact same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. The the thing is like, uh, I like most of these players individually, but putting them all together on a team, just I like, I can't root for this team. It like, it looks, it's like rooting for the fucking bullies in high school. It's so stinky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a bully super team. It's the best NBA resume team I think I've ever seen. Maybe, possibly, I don't know. Four for sure Hall of Famers, and then DeAndre Jordan. I mean, I'm just saying Blake Griffin is probably a Hall of Famer at this point, right? He's like uh, his Hall of Fame probability is 54 percent according to Basketball Reference. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I I don't think he, yeah he's definitely not like a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I think that he'll get in. Yeah. I think I think that he'll get in. He's he's he was awesome. He, <laughs> I mean, if if the statistics aren't there the narrative is for sure because he kind of was like defining for an era um of basketball anyway i i'm i don't know i i'm 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 rooting for blake griffin to have like a nick batum-esque uh resurgence where (laughs) everyone remembers he's actually good whatever but um nick batum doesn't have two like fake knees so it's stupid to talk about right now because it could literally go one of two ways and we just have to wait to see what's gonna fucking happen so yeah, the Nets play the Celtics on Thursday, which is a perfect game for Blake Griffin to start at center, uh, considering the Celtics True. are so small. He won't, but Daniel Tice is um, six eight. Yeah, he will. He will be, and Tristan Thompson's not much bigger than six eight. He's six nine, I think, listed. Hmm. Blake will be bigger than any center that the Celtics have. Robert Williams, maybe six nine. I think six eight though. I think he's closer to like six six. That dude is tiny. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't. I think he's listed at six eight though. But yeah, you're okay. probably right. It's yeah. probably a lie. Um. Anyway, that's enough about Blake Griffin. The next piece of news is Mike Conley makes the All Star team for the first time. He is oh, replacing finally. injury replacement Devin Booker. <laughs> that's you know what ball don't lie. That's all I got to say about that. That's some serious karma shit right there. That like <laughs> that's real. I'm gonna I'm gonna put an injury replacement in for an injury replacement. Wait, so what happens to Devin Booker? Is he still an All Star because he was an injury replacement? And then, so how many All Star? That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I think they're all All Stars now. That's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and you get an All Star. And you get an All Star. We got an Oprah version of uh, All Star Game this year. Just like, well, guess what? We kind of have an Oprah version of the of the Hall of Fame, the NBA Hall of Fame, at this point. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, there's no better argument for expanding the All Star rosters. Be like, this year was just like a shit show, and it's probably because it was so early in the season. I think had All Star come at a, at a regular time, it would have been less weird. Um, well, and you have a regular off season and all this stuff. You wouldn't have all these stupid knickknack, ticky tack injuries, I should say. Yeah, but I'm happy for Mike Conley. Uh, I think he, I think he deserves it, and I'm happy that he he can be there. Is is Devin Booker actually hurt, or is he like resting because he just wanted the All Star game? I think it was actually like sore left knee. Like I think that was <laughs> the, the injury. <laughs> so uh yeah, he's just he's just boycotting the All-Star game, which Devin, I respect, you know. Devin is the biggest baby in the NBA. He breaks <laughs> his hand riding a bicycle. Dude. <laughs> that was like one of the most pickup. The the bicycle handbrake was one of the funniest like slept on NBA <laughs> stories. That like is fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, he's so lucky that his teams have always sucked. They that was just passed over. 
<laughs> All right, and our last piece of news is Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are ruled out for the All-Star game due to health and safety protocols. Oh, my God. I wish that the NBA had had brought in some extra people uh, to the All-Star game that could quickly replace them. <laughs> like, if they, if they had brought down Bam and Jimmy and just, like, you, we might need you, you know. I, although, Miami's not that far away from Atlanta. They should just head up there, you know. <laughs> That's a yeah. We should write a sketch about that. That would be a good. That would be a good big bubbler. I heard that. I heard on Twitter. I'm not. I don't know if this is confirmed that they were getting their hair cut or something, and that's yep, the was, contact tracing. It was from their barber. Their barber had a, a positive. He he had COVID while he was cutting their hair. Yeah, I <laughs> can't fucking believe this world that we're in. Um, you know what? I have gone like to the barber, Shuli's hairdresser, twice since coronavirus um i think you could just wait it out but you know i get it they need to look good play good feel good i get it it's the it's the classic dion i've been cutting my own hair since 2012 baby so <laughs> i was prepared for this i knew this was coming i knew one day the world be, would be ravaged by a pandemic and i needed to be prepared oh to my god maintain so my like, look <laughs> like your haircut this summer was so bad though it was so bad what the well, hell? I, I forget what it was. Oh, it was you did like a it was like a the bowl haircut cut? for heroes challenge. Yeah, I did a bowl cut. It was it was actually <laughs> awesome. That and I'm offended that you said it was ugly. What the hell? Uh it was artistic. Artistic. Make sure you say that R I nice think... and loud. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. Uh <laughs> um You know I have a problem with my R's. I'm not cutting it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have taken the vaccine, so you never know. Um, Whoa, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> we can't have misinformation, Chalinga. Don't say hey, it's that. one of the it's one of the side effects. Um, oh my god. Anyway, that's all for real stupid news. We'll be right back after a break from our sponsor. It's one of the side effects from not taking it. <laughs> It's one of the side effects from thinking that it's gonna give it to, give make you autistic. <laughs> that you're, you're you're already autistic. <laughs> General thoughts. Welcome to General Thoughts, the number one Washington Generals podcast in the world. I'm your host, Tim, the nice boy Kamatsu. Join me for a bi-daily podcast specifically about all things general. We'll cover everything from breaking news. Um, they haven't updated their website since 2019, but I bet they've got something in the hopper. To game analysis. Okay, so see, right there. Here's part of the problem. The Globetrotter is jogging towards the rim, and all of the generals move out of his way. I think you gotta get in his way, boys. You try and get in his way a little bit. So according to a 538 article, the average generals game goes 91 to 52 in favor of the Globetrotters. You tighten up defense just a little bit, you got a competition on your hands. Two hypothesizing on how they might get that elusive second franchise win. Maybe the Globetrotters will all have food poisoning and forfeit. If you love the generals, this is the podcast for you. 
If you're invested in the hypotheticals of sports more than the actual game, this is the podcast for you. If you think, even though the team name isn't out-and-out racist, and we certainly need to deal with those names first, it is concerning that the name The Generals feeds into America's militaristic obsession. Shut up. Catch General Thoughts, the best two- to three-hour daily podcast you'll ever hear. Sponsored by My Wife's Income. And we're back. Um, so this week, we got some tough news as Timberwolves fans. Uh, Kevin Garnett had a, a, if I could say it nicely, a rant on his Instagram story, uh, letting the world know that he is no longer vying for Timberwolves ownership. He's done. How, how did you feel when you heard that news? I could not care less. I just, I'm so over all this fucking ownership drama. I don't care whoever buys the Timberwolves. I just hope that they give this front office a chance. That's pretty much it. And keep the team in Minnesota. That's really all I care about. I do care about Kevin Garnett and that I do want his jersey in the Raptors. And I just hope this doesn't fuck all that up. Like maybe the new owner can somehow patch things up, but like maybe not too, because like Minnesota will always be the place where KG couldn't, get along with ownership so i don't know whatever but when it comes down to ownership itself i kind of have issues to begin with so uh yeah and and with kg as an owner i don't know how good of an owner he would be either player owners can be miss or miss you know <laughs> uh, you know the, the the weirdest part of the story is that after kg posted that glenn taylor clapped back and was like there are like 10 interesting group interested groups and um no group with kg nor KG has contacted me about purchasing the Timberwolves, yeah. which is like the most bold-faced lie I've ever like heard anyone say publicly. I thought I thought it was fairly public that Shams or Woj reported that KG was one of the groups. I don't understand that, and I don't really fucking care. I don't care who was lying. I'm sure there are like exaggerations on both sides. I'm sure KG was never in the actual running, but at the same time, I'm sure there was definitely inquiry like yeah it was publicly reported <laughs> mm -hmm. that was publicly reported but I, it would not surprise me if kg could not put together the scratch i mean that's that's yeah. a lot of money um yeah. kg made 325 million dollars over the course of his career he's the second highest paid athlete of all or nba athlete of all time now because lebron james after last season i think is like at 345 now or something like that Damn. But, uh, yeah, KG's about to be passed by a bunch of people, a bunch of scrubs, too, um, just because of how the salary cap works. But uh, Russ, uh, yeah. John Wall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, neither of those guys is bad at basketball. Like, both yeah. of them have deserved all NBA teams. But, like, they're not Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett's a top 20 player all time, according mm -hmm. to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Russ is a Hall of Famer. John Wall, probably not. But we'll see how his career ends. Anyway. You wrote a, a really interesting article about a solution for Timberwolves ownership that that I really appreciated. I love your anti-capitalist take. You want to talk about it? Yeah. So I just wrote that the Timberwolves should go public. And I related it to the Packers because the Packers are already a public organization. What happened in like 40 years ago, uh, right around when our good old pal Ronald Reagan was in office. You mean the Ugh. actor? They decided to keep ownership from uh, exceeding like 25 to 30, depending on the league members. So you had to have less than 30 people by the team. And in the NBA specifically, it's 25 people. 
And each person has to own at least 1% of the team. So currently, public ownership is impossible. But this doesn't have to exist for forever. If we want to push for equity in our in our world, which we need to do, we have been doing this summer. We were pushing for that through the George Floyd protests. We need to push economically for equity for, for everyone. And having a public team not only would help with that, but it would help keep the Timberwolves in Minneapolis. Yeah, well, and I think it would be cool too. I mean, the players could have stake in their own team, you know, like you, they could invest in themselves. I'm not sure if that actually could happen. That's that's kind of inside trading. I don't know if that could happen. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if Packers players can buy Packers stock. I'm just not sure if that's possible. It just depends on the breakdown. That, and that, maybe that is a possibility. Yeah. And I'm not a, against it at face value. I guess I could see the problems with uh, owner owning and playing for the team at the exact same time. But I can see where the issues would come up and I could see why they would not be allowed to buy that stock. But for me, it's not about the players buying stock because you have to limit the amount of stock, uh, the amount that each stockholder can own. The Packers Mm -hmm. have limited it to like a a certain amount of shares. I forget offhand. I think it's in the article, though. And so you'd have to limit the amount of shares. My point is that the community owns it and that it's more about the community than even the players. It's more about everybody who has fucking supported these teams. We have. In Minnesota specifically, I believe the XL Energy Center, the U.S. Bank fucking stadium or whatever, and Target Field were all financed by the cities. I think Allianz Field, too. Yeah. The people are financing these billionaires so that they can fucking make money off of the people. So it's like Mm -hmm. they're taking our money, and then we go to the games, and they take our money again. It's not right. We need need to have our own uh, conviction. What is the word? We, we need to be able to take take control of the thing that like we already are financing, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, our and, tax dollars need to need to pay us. That is the, you know, they need to give us some financial gains instead of fucking paying billionaires to be richer. Yeah. Or paying it, cops to kill people. It's an absolute it's an absolute stupid, stupid concept that. Any city is paying for a billionaire just because they're afraid that the team will pick another city. Let mm-hmm. them pick another city, you know, make it. You should make they should make it illegal is what they should for cities to finance these stadiums. And that would help. But mm. yeah, that would help a lot regarding player ownership. I know this is different from what you wrote about, but I think it's kind of interesting because like how does high V like do the, the employee ownership, you know, cause like that, that is a model. So I'm wondering if there's an equitable way for players to have some ownership too. I mean, yes, but they also don't have like specific game performances. They have like, they have ways that they can perform with, in, with other, with the customers, but they don't have ways to perform against other employees mm-hmm. of competing team you know what i mean and it's just yeah yeah it's different it's different it's different i feel that um yeah but i'm down for community ownership i think that that is great i think the more voices the more people that are contributing to a product the better the product and clearly glenn taylor owning the timberwolves has not given us a good product i also appreciate you bringing up the racial connotations of owners or governors you know governors is what they're called now yeah, but they're still owners. governors it's like Wait, so you think governors all of a sudden makes like human ownership okay? Yeah, it's it's a it's outdated, fucked up system. 
Um, and and because the NBA is so black and all all of the governors are so white, it's fucked up. You know, it's like it, it's fucked up if the governors are black too. Like black capitalism is still capitalism. Let's be honest. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I, you know, it's it's a matter of racism and capitalism. Yeah, but I suppose capitalism is racism. That's what I'm saying. Black capitalism yeah. is also racism. Amen to that. I am also writing an article this week. I'm writing about D'Angelo Russell as a passer. Uh, Chris Finch said a couple weeks ago now that uh, D'Angelo Russell is an elite passer. And I thought, huh, Ooh. I certainly haven't seen that. I think D'Angelo <laughs> Russell is elite at dribbling the ball and taking a shitty shot. I think that's his, his elite skill. I Last year... When we first got D'Lo, there were some elite passes. Yep. But there were also yep. some elite turnovers. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely like he showed some of that some of that flash. I remember maybe his first game he had an awesome play, uh pass and transition where he could, like flung it behind his back for like remember that? And yeah. I was like, "Oh, shit. This we're going to get this guy." Uh but then he came into this year seemingly like really unwilling to pass i don't i don't know what was going on but he he just like his game was fucked up this year i, I think that he's trying if, to prove something if you had expected to play with carl anthony towns for 72 games and then all of a sudden two games into it that got all fucked up i don't know maybe you wouldn't pass either <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, he probably does consider himself much better than pretty much anybody else on that on the Wolves team, which he's not necessarily wrong for. In terms of one-on-one -on -one basketball, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely feel that. Anyway, I did a, I did a deep dive on D'Angelo Russell's passing ability. I, I looked at the best passing seasons of the past five years. I, I created a new stat, everyone. It's amazing. It's called CPER, which is uh, Chalanga's... Passing efficiency rating. Love it. And how it works is I look at the assist percentage to turnover percentage ratio uh, on a season. I multiply that by usage because like if you're if the ball's in your hand a bunch, you should get a bonus for having a good ratio or a subtraction for having a bad ratio. And then I had to figure out how to like because like I ran into this JJ Barea problem where JJ Barea was having these insane like passing efficiency seasons. Hey, the Timberwolves ran into the same JJ Barea problem. <laughs> um, because he he was like coming off the bench and kind of just like running everything and and passing a ton. Um, and he was just like the I guess the only passer really on the Mavericks offense. Um, so his assist ratio was super high and he didn't turn the ball over. So I wanted to like get the starters to have that boost and so i did a like a minutes percentage so i i did 48 minutes per game times 82 games i i divided that i divided how many minutes a player played by that 3963 was what it was and i got a number the cper number um so for for context the best season in the past five years was 2016 2017 russell westbrook's mvp season he had an assist percentage of 57.3 <laughs> <laughs> so when he, he when he was on the floor he was creating 57.3 percent of assists what an idiot um but his turnover percentage was only like 16 so 
considering how many assists he was getting, he was actually like really efficiently facilitating the ball. Um, he played a ton of minutes. His usage was 41. So he had a 10.69 CPR, which is like two points higher than the next closest, which is James Harden 2018-2019 season. When it was all said and done, D'Lo ranks in the top 10 from his, his 2018-19 season. He had a, a CPR of 6.03, which ranks him just below John Wall 2016-2017 and LeBron J- uh, just above LeBron James from the 2019-2020 season. So the elite passing is there. We just need to see it. <laughs> yeah, top 10, baby. That's all I need. With this CPR, you're kind of defending the 2017 MVP, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. For sure. I Do mean, you think that would you vote for Russell Westbrook over James Harden 2017 MVP? I think uh, I think I had James Harden at the at the time, but I was also like, look, if Russ wins, that averaging a triple-double that season kind of changed the, the NBA, right? Like now people are just doing that. And I think it's cuz Russ made it okay. <laughs> made it okay. No, <laughs> Russ forced it down our throats for two straight seasons. How many seasons was it? Three straight seasons that he went? Yeah, dude. Uh huh. And he's nearly there this season. He's at like oh eight rebounds, God. eight assists. He's crazy, man. What an idiot. Uh, I love you, Russ. Yeah, I mean, I I probably would say that James Harden was the MVP that season, and I would say that Russell Westbrook didn't not deserve it at the same time. Well, just just for just for context, James Harden that that 2016-17 season had a fifty point seven percent assist percentage so he was also creating an insane amount of assists but he turned the ball over more and he had lower usage was uh was chris paul on the team at that time i don't think so um so chris paul was still on the clippers that was his last clippers year that was the trevor reza eric gordon patrick beverly year lou williams was on that team okay well anyway <clears throat> i think that was james harden had there. much James Harden had much lower usage that year, uh, likely because he was playing with Lou Williams, who is a very high usage player. Um, and so that kind of hurt his CPR because you, you just got to, things got to run through you. That's Wait, kind of the point. Hold on. So 34.2% is not low usage. I just want to point that out. That's probably one of the highest usages on this list. Uh, I mean, just compared to Russell Westbrook, Russell was Westbrook's just- 41.7 fucking psycho, which is the highest usage on this that, list by a lot that might be one of the highest usages from like a high minutes player of all time yeah i mean that that might be up there that is pretty crazy <laughs> it's like but yeah i mean russell westbrook just kind of went in sano mode that year and uh so it, and if you want to get five games <laughs> yeah i know that like ugh, that team was not very good though it was really just him was it though? I mean, like, yes, I guess so. But Oladipo was on that team, and he became an All Star after that. That's the point. Yeah, you know, Oladipo was trash on that team. So was Sabonis. Yeah, how could you fucking have two All Stars on that team and then not win fifty games, at being the MVP? Is Billy Donovan a good coach? That like no. kind of raises the question: Is like, is no. he a good coach? No, of course it's, not. It's, Chicago <laughs> is not looking that good. I mean, and like Chicago's got some talent. I, I think that Chicago should have won more games than they have. Zach Levine you is know fucking... What? OKC is, has not had a good coach. 
they have not had a good coach. Maybe this mm. year, I don't know how good their coach is this year. They seem to be doing okay, but um, they just, they never had the right coach to compliment the players completely. Like if they had the right coach on that Kevin Durant and, and uh, just the Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook team, much less when they had James Harden, I mean, that could have taken them past the Warriors. Yeah. The, the I mean, Scott Brooks thing, like Scott Brooks is also not a good coach. I will say, I think that I think that their coach this year is excellent because he has uh, coached this team to perform far above their ability. Like Shea is Shea is great, but like I don't know, man. It's Shea and Horford and Dort, and not a lot else. Let's see what happens because I feel like there are shit tons of coaches that can get bad teams to perform mediocre. Mm-hmm. It's all about getting the mediocre teams to perform at an elite level. Those are the great yeah. coaches. Yeah, I so, mean, I, I I feel you there. That's Brad Stevens. You know, he gets the mediocre teams to be elite, or Eric Spolstra. Those guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before we go, can you name the current Oklahoma City Thunder coach? Don't look it up. Don Donahue. Don. <laughs> I don't know. What's that means it name? starts with a D. It's Mark Dagno. Whatever. I think is yeah, how you Mark say Dagno. it. Sure. D-A-I-G-N-E-A-U-L-T. That is a fucked up name. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to the CND NBA show. Uh, we'll be back hopefully probably next Monday with some Timberwolves content. Let's hope for a win. I We need this. <laughs> As a city, we need this. I'm just glad I got the D part, so I don't have to quit basketball content. Hey, um, don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, and review. I, I know we had like 70 listens on our 100th episode, and we still don't have 70 reviews. So uh, <laughs> I'm a little disappointed in the fans here. Come on. We need those. Um, we just we, We're starting to have sponsors now. As you heard earlier, the General Thoughts podcast is a sponsor of ours. And so the the more uh, good reviews we have, the more sponsors we have. Don't forget to check out all the articles on zonecoverage.com. Dylan and I are there, along with a lot of other great writers. Um, So uh, until next time, bye. Bye. Oh, Tony B., you fucking asshole. You know what you did. Tony B., I wonder if he's listened ever again. Of course course not. (laughs) Oh, no, I bet he listened at, at least one other time. I hope so. We love you, Tony B.